This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I don't know. There's, it's, he talks about this too. There's like this idea in Christianity that like money is always evil. And it's true. Yeah. There is that idea. It's true. Money is always evil. Money is always evil. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Welcome everybody who's listening, especially Father Shrapa of the Clerical Podcast, uh, who sent us a very nice DM today. It really brightened my morning seeing that at 6.30 a.m. Thank you, Father, for that message. Really appreciate that. In his in his defense, it was 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, so it's not too early for a priest. In fact, Father, why were you sleeping in? Yeah, what's it's ridiculous? This is a Saturday. Don't you know we have people to save? We move the Sabbath to Sunday on purpose. Let's go. Upsy daisy, six AM. Come Sanctify. on. Sanctify. Let's do this. Come on. Do you care do you do you do morning prayer like you're supposed to, Father? Yeah. Huh? Do you do you huh? wake up in huh? the middle of the night and do vigil like you're supposed to? Yeah, you freaking nerd. Bet you don't. Bet you don't. Did you like I'm my kidding. did you like my reference to the medieval liturgy of the hours? That was really good. I Thanks. thought it was it was nice. Um it was a really good inside joke, yet not completely inside has to be alienating <laughs> i'm in a i'm in a survey of sacred music class at franciscan uh-huh. university of steubenville which i attend and mm-hmm. yesterday we learned about liturgy of the hours uh throughout the ages oh, one that's actually sounds pretty interesting it was pretty cool but that. it was like it was like very broad and it was like there are three basic uh, periods and i'm like okay cool that's like something that we would do on the podcast two years ago no, no, we were we were never that bad. I mean, but were we? That's something. That's something that would be on estoveerblog.blogspot.com. Do you remember our unaired second episode on alcohol? That was so. That was not our second episode. It was the second episode we ever tried to record, and it was awful. It was. I have it on my it was, hard drive, and it was a still disgrace. have it. I, To be fair, I, I have all of our episodes since I've all started recording. Since I've started okay. recording, I've I've kept all of them. Yeah, it's not like you delete history. No, you don't I mean, delete history. What if what Vatican, if one day we become saints? Exactly. The Vatican archives are going to want these bad boys, <laughs> including all of the pre-show banter where we, where we, what? 
What do we do in the pre-show banter? No one knows. And if you want to know, you should donate $5 or more on Patreon so you can get a bonus episode at least once every other week. Speaking of that, Miranda Mack, shout out Miranda Mack, who I drove six hours to go to a date party with last year. Flashback. It was a great experience. So flashback to South Dakota. She sent me a message. She's like, I didn't know that there was a Facebook page for the Crunch patrons. Uh, Miranda and everybody else listening, there is. So if you join our Patreon page, you get to you get to follow along on all of the uh, scintillating conversations that we have on uh, the Crunch Patrons Facebook. Page. In fact, Miranda, shout out Miranda, you're going to be added to the Crunch Patreon page right now. There you go. Boom. You're in. I'm currently typing your- Facebook into the Facebook search bar because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm trying to do two things at once. <laughs> focus, focus on podcasting. We can we can do that later. Just typing in. <laughs> it's like when you go to Google and type type in, in Google to try to get back to the Google homepage, <laughs> or, when you, like you, or when you it. go on Twitter and then you close out of Twitter and then you're like, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. on Twitter and then you open Twitter right back mm-hmm. up again. Mm-hmm. 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 Or like when you go on Napster and you look up for all the songs named Napster. <laughs> Or like when you open your breather and you're like, oh, man, this is the medieval. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good callback. Thanks. <laughs> pretty good callback five minutes into the episode. Yeah, um, we're, we're starting strong today. It's, it's going good. Ethan, Ethan texted me uh, at, at, at like 530. Man, have I got a topic for the show today. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And so I, I speed down the hill. I'm like, mm-hmm. and then I get to my dorm and I, I set up. <laughs> and then he sends me <laughs> he sends me a video of doing a belly flop onto a beanbag. jumping over what is clearly a fire hazard and um (laughs) and then i'm like all right i guess the topic wasn't that important and then he gets on and then we proceed to not talk about the topic for 20 minutes so i'm still unsure of what the topic is it's gonna be really good are you ready also to be clear it's not a fire hazard i explained it to you before you're intentionally misrepresenting the geometry of the house (laughs) okay 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 Okay, you, you need you need to go into detailed uh, architectural I blueprint I, I really don't but here's the here's the brief of it our kitchen has two entrances we put a couch in front of one of the entrances to us to provide more seating for when we host movie parties over at our house um so the kitchen still has an exit and even the kitchen has an egress to the back door so it's like not even a problem um are you going to be hosting more than 180 people because in the no. event of okay never mind no no we will not then you only um, need one egress. unless Unless ministry absolutely takes off here at Tulsa. So, <laughs> and you can't find like a field. <laughs> you, you never know. Um, so that's that. If you if anybody's interested in seeing the video of me jumping over the couch and landing on a beanbag, send me a DM. Let's get into the topic. You better you do, post that ready? on the internet somewhere. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You ready? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. So let's just settle for a second. This is pretty serious. So uh, on Wednesday... Right, this is gonna be like a hard transition, but there's no better oh, way to do it. Oh, really? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Really, I was really like, is. I was like yeah. doing the half goof where I'm like, okay, yeah, no. we totally settled. Oh, but we actually have to be serious. We actually have to like, yeah, be serious for a second. Are you serious? Okay. Okay. Yes. So, on Wednesday, right? So, actually, even before then, so I got this book um, called "The Irresistible Revolution" based on a recommendation from uh, Catching Foxes. They were all talking about their favorite books, their top three books that have changed their life or whatever. And uh, this was one of them. So I bought it on Amazon. It's by Shane Claiborne. He's a Protestant fella who was super zealous for the faith, um, actually went in the 90s to go and work with Mother Teresa in Calcutta, Um, had his life absolutely wrecked, came back to America, was working in a huge suburban parish, or not a parish, a church, 
um, wasn't Catholic, just a non-denominational type of thing. And was trying to figure out like, how do I implement the real Christianity that I saw over in Calcutta here in the States, right? So he started this church called The Simple Way. Pretty cool. It's in downtown Pittsburgh. He does a lot of stuff with the the poor, the disadvantaged, um, and really talks a lot about the Christian's role in the life of the poor and how it needs to change how we live, basically. Um, so I was like, oh, this is very interesting. So I've been reading it like nonstop. I've been, I've been attached to this book at the hip. So for the past week or so, I've been reading it, really trying to digest it, talk about these things with my friends um, and really saying, you know, hey, like in this mission that I'm doing here at Tulsa, um, I live really close to, quote unquote, the bad part of town, right? The, the, the area where there's a lot of like, literally, I can walk two minutes from my house and just find a whole area of people who are sleeping under a bridge and all, all that sort of stuff, right? I'm really close to all of that. And so I've been talking to people and saying, hey, I need to, I need to do this, you know, talking a lot of big game, you know how we like to do, right? Yeah. And so Wednesday comes, right? There's all this in mind. I'm literally sitting on my couch reading this book, okay? Wednesday comes, knock at the door. I go to the door. It's a man named Nathan. It's at night. I'm home alone, right? Just setting the scene. He says, hey, man, um, can I have your bike? So I got this bike from Matthew, who's a good friend of mine here at Tulsa. He knew that I didn't have a car here, so he gave me his bike. I got it fixed up at the bike shop cost me 38 bucks to fix it up. I needed a new chain, new tire, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had been riding it uh, exactly one time to a Bible study, but I've been mostly riding in my friend Alexander, or my roommate, my teammate, Alexander's car. Uh, we've been just driving together because we go everywhere together because we're teammates. Um, and so I've been, I used the bike once. And so he said, hey man, can I have your bike? And uh, I kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit because I was taken aback. I was kind of shocked. You didn't I know him, thinking, right? I had no, I know it never met him before. Okay. I was thinking about a hundred things at once, right? About how Matthew had given me the bike and about how I was excited to use it and to ride it. Cause I love riding a bike, how it was going to be useful. But then I was also thinking about this book and about how I need to, uh, like care for the poor and all these things. Um, cause this guy's homeless, right? He doesn't have anywhere to go. Um, doesn't have a bike, all these things. Um, and so all this is going through my head. And in the meantime, I look, I look Nathan in the eyes and I, I lied to him and I said, no, you can't have the bike. Cause I use it pretty much every day. It's the only way I have to get around, mm. which is just not, I looked him right in the face. And that's what I said. He's like, are you sure? Like I can do some work for you. Like take it, you know, uh, if there's anything we can do, I was like, no, I don't think there's any work you can do. Um, but appreciate it. It's like, I've got this other like bike frame that could really be fixed up. I was like, yeah, if you come back, like when my roommate's car's in the driveway, um, like we could take you to the bike shop because that was like a real thing. That was a legitimate thing. I was like, yeah. yeah, we could take you to the bike shop and try to get it fixed up. He's like, okay. I think I was like, but you can't have my bike. Um, he's like, okay, um, have a good night. And then he, I shut the door. He left and I immediately just started just crying, just sobbing mm. because this full realization of what had just happened just washed over me, right? That I had, that Jesus had come to my door, asked for something, and I told him no, mm. just straight up. And it's hard because it's, there's, there's so many different angles and things that you can, can look at it from. It's like, oh, you know, you, can, you, think you can't be too hard on yourself because you weren't ready. You weren't really prepared. But like, we, we're also always supposed to be ready. We're always supposed to be prepared for that sort of thing. Um, you haven't really, this is what people, my friends have been telling me, right? You, you weren't really 
raised around poverty, right? I didn't really see a lot of poor people, didn't really have a lot of people coming up to my door when I was young, asking for things, right? Um, so that was kind of a, a shock. Uh, um, yeah, so there's just a lot going through my mind, and I was just super upset that I did what I did, yeah. right? Um, and so what I ended up doing was I, I prayed that night, the next day, the day after that, just pretty much nonstop for Nathan to come back. Like, Jesus, I know you can change things. I know you can do anything. Bring Nathan back to my door so that I can give him the bike. So we're going through Thursday, nothing happens. Friday, nothing happens. Um, Friday afternoon, I'm Alexander six, so I'm bringing him some pho because everybody loves a good pho when you're feeling under the weather. Um, I vaguely know what that is, but yeah, it's like a it's like a Vietnamese noodle dish. Mm, mm-hmm. I think it's noodles. I'm not entirely sure. Could be onions. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. I just got the I just got the dish. Brought it to him. I opened the door, and he's like, "Hey, uh, your friend is here." And I thought it was going to be like Matthew or DJ or one of my boys. Nathan is there. Wow, at my house. Yes, and I'm just like overjoyed i'm like nathan you're here <laughs> hello <laughs> i'm so glad that you're here um shaking his hand i'm like apologizing tripping over myself like trying to say how sorry i am for saying no he's like no it's fine like i realize that i'm not like the most pleasant looking guy you know <laughs> uh, I, I understand that i probably scared you a little, little bit um you know he's super understanding super you know nice about everything um we ended up taking his bike to the bike shop, try to get it fixed. Turns out it would have been $200 to get his old bike fixed. So we gave him the bike that he originally asked for, um, which was great. He was able to, to ride it and, you know, go out and do, do everything. Um, and we told him like, Hey, you can come back as much as you want. And he's like, okay, great. And so he came back today, did some yard work for us. We traded him some clothes. We gave him some clothes. He, he, he didn't have any shorts or anything. So mm-hmm. like gave him some shorts um, and just kind of, just told him like, you are always welcome over here. It's, you know, we, we kind of have talked a lot about um, him and his life and everything that he's been through and how he struggled. Like being on the streets is just so vastly different than the life that you and I know. Oh yeah. Like it's insane. And I don't, like I knew that always in my brain, but like when you actually talk to somebody and he explains to you what it's like and what you have to go through in order to, survive then it's like it just puts it into an entirely new perspective like he was talking about how um he doesn't like to to be violent right he really he's a he's a christian he's a non-violent person um he's a really nice guy but a lot of stuff has happened to him right yeah people steal stuff from him all the time because they know that he's not going to fight him and so he like gets stuff stolen from him and stolen from him and stolen from him and he's not doing anything wrong like he's just he's do he doesn't piss anybody off. He doesn't try to, you know, take over people's corners or anything. Like he doesn't do any of that. He just tries to be a free bird. Yeah. And know that they can take his stuff and he won't fight them. And he just tells me, he's like, and I just get more and more angry and more and more upset. And at a certain point, like I know that something will happen and I don't want anything to happen, but it feels like I'm just either heading to a path where uh people are going to stop messing with me because of domination or i'm gonna end up in jail and it's just like what you know because you can say all the happy preachy christian like oh just kill him with kindness all you want but like that that doesn't work for them yeah and so 
it's just it just really changes things um and so we've told nathan like yeah come over as much as you want this is a place where you can not have to worry about that you don't have to be angry we're your friends we're going to listen to you um we give him a dr pepper every time he comes over he loves dr pepper Mm. um and so it's just i don't know i feel like like all this to say right this is just a, a long story but all this to say um even being a missionary, right? Even being a person that is has given their life for Christ in order to do his mission, right? I feel like a lot of times, and this is not a knock on focus, this is not a knock on anybody, but a lot of times we get so swept up in serving the spiritually poor that we forget to serve the materially poor. Yeah, because it's really easy to say, like, <clears throat> sorry, I'm just going to point this out because I want to talk. Please do, um, please do. No, I'm sorry, I've just been talking for a long no, time. No, you had a really awesome story. But Great. no, you're totally right. It's like... uh we want we want to focus on we always say like oh blessed are the poor in spirit well you know like that doesn't mean you have to not have money and it's like well you know it doesn't it doesn't right it's like, it's it, it's we we like to we like to immediately apply the spiritual because the spiritual way of interpreting the beatitudes is like a lot easier in our a lot life. less uncomfortable it's a lot less uncomfortable because at least you get to be rich while also praying you know <laughs> at least yeah. you get to buy a bunch of books about how to pray you yeah. know and it makes you feel really comfortable that you have those books and you're like man i'm so spiritually happy right now but you're not like you're not detached um, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and then, and then we say like, well, well, Patrick, you say, well, Patrick, I'm, I'm not, I'm not attached to my possessions. You know, I'm very, I'm very detached. <laughs> like I have a, I have, I have a $20,000 car mm-hmm. or whatever X thousand dollar car, because really any, any car you could be attached to. I have that car, but I'm not, I'm not attached to it. You know, like I could get rid of it at any time. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, sh- okay, cool. Then do it. And I, I had a $40 <laughs> bike. That and I thought I thought I told myself, oh, I'm not attached to my, I'm not very greedy. Yeah, I don't have a lot of greed in my life. I couldn't, I couldn't give away a bike. Yeah, <laughs> a bike that I didn't buy. I yeah. just fixed it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't even fix it up. I paid somebody else to fix it up. <laughs> I can. I'm very much like. I, yes, I'm a missionary, but it's not like I am super poor, right? I can afford to go to Walmart and buy a cheap bike. Absolutely. If I need one, yeah, right? You like can, it's, you can I am, budget around it, you know? Exactly. I have a lot of freedom to do that sort of stuff. Cause I don't have a lot of expenses either, but regardless. Yeah, still. Um, and so it's, but the, I, I, it really just like shatters the lie that you tell yourself that like, I'm doing pretty good right now. Like I'm an okay Christian mm-hmm. because, because of those things, right? Because I show up to prayer every day and I have a podcast and I read books But then all of a sudden, when like the opportunity to practice the gospel in the fullest comes to my door, Mm -hmm. literally on like a silver platter, like there's no, I didn't have to leave my house, right? I I couldn't do it. You you, in the middle of reading a book about it, like (laughs) you're so right. Oh, it's no, just, but Ethan, how many uh, of us are in that position right now? Like how most of us, too many of us, too many of us. Too many. I mean, it's just so, it's so tough. And like, I, I love encounters with the poor. They're, they're in Melbourne. It was, too, it was, they were far and they were few and far between, but yeah. there were several and I can remember all of them. Right. And like, three three come to mind so i don't i can't remember off the top of my head but three come to mind and like those people i don't remember their names 
I don't remember exactly like what they needed, but I do remember them and the impact they had on me. And like every every encounter with the poor changes me. And because yeah. it's because it, it it takes it takes what really matters and it like puts it in perspective because you know yeah it's really important to go to the chapel every morning and read read scripture it's really important to do that especially if you live three stories down from a eucharistic chapel like i do yeah it's stupid if i don't go to the chapel often you know but jesus comes to us and i'm talking about you and me like jesus has come to you and i specifically in the bodies of people who have not stepped into a church in a long time who smell like butt and Uh who make us uncomfortable and who probably haven't opened. Well, actually, you know what? A lot of them do. A lot of them read scripture like nobody's freaking business. And it's insane. Like a lot of them know the Bible better than I do. And they, they like don't have one, you know, but like, Um, what else are they going to do? They don't aren't They aren't distracted by the stuff that we're distracted by. Yeah. They're they're distracted by, Oh man, I got to eat today. Mm -hmm. We're distracted by, Oh, look at this fresh, hot meme on Twitter. Yeah. Like how stupid is that? Wait a second. I had I had a similar experience a little while ago with someone who I should have given money to and then didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think I had cash on me at the time, which happens. That's the thing, right? This is another thing. Living in Tulsa has made me very convicted about is I want to be have cash on me a lot more often. Yeah, I, um, I, I definitely, I definitely. Because there's more. so many times, and it's this is this is the thing that gets me right. It's the classic. Well, you don't know what they're going to spend it on. I, I honestly think that. I, I don't know how I feel about that because I'm 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 of two minds because it's like yes I understand that they could buy alcohol or drugs with the money that I give them. However, does God not give us the same freedom? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and it's like He gives us the world, right? He gives us everything, and He says, "Choose." And He respects us enough to give us that choice. Like Dorothy Day, there's a story about Dorothy Day where somebody donated, um, like a diamond ring. And a woman came to the door immediately afterwards and Dorothy Day just turned around and gave her the diamond ring. And all the people that were with her were like, what the heck? And she's like, it's not for me to decide. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't meet out the who gets how much of this diamond ring, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, that's, oh, ugh. anyway, sorry. And I, I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but my honest, my honest, like logical approach, if you want to have like, if you want to have like a rational discussion of why giving someone money if they ask for it like is probably a good idea you know unless you have a really good reason to think because like Mm -hmm. a random homeless person walks up to you in the parking lot of a grocery store i mean that's a lot of reason to think they're probably gonna go buy groceries you know they're probably gonna go buy some food um so the one of two things is gonna happen when you give them the money right one thing that's gonna happen is they're going to use it to buy stuff they need other option is they're going to buy things that are sinful. I guess those are the two options, right? There's yeah, a third option, yeah. I guess, of things they don't need, which is a morally neutral thing. Okay. So, yes. Morally bad thing, right? You are not materially complicit in giving mm-hmm. them money. So, you're not because you don't know they have an addiction. You didn't tell them to do it with that money, etc. Now, let's say you don't give the opposite opposite thing happens. You don't give them the money and they did need it for for food. You are mm-hmm. now materially complicit in not yep. giving someone basic life needs. That's bad. Exactly. That's not good. Now, You've, you ever hear about Pascal's wager? This is Patrick's wager. This is Patrick's wager. So, counterexample to what I just said, 
talk okay. if you if you don't know if someone is going to use money for good things or bad things um ask them i know it's a radical it's a radical uh, uh it's uh, crazy it's a radical uh, assertion but talk mm-hmm. to them and find out what they need i have a friend who's uh, who's struggling right <sighs> now she lives in steubenville and yeah. she um she's looking she's looking to pay the rent right and she's like etc she's like trying to do this that and the other thing and um I asked her, I was like, friend, I can say her name. What would you do? Like, what would you do? Because Teresa Bova, shout out Teresa, to- gave me this advice or told me that this happened to her. So I, I said, I said to this, this friend of mine, um, if you had an extra $50 in your pocket right now, what would that mean to you? Like, what would you do with it? And she was like, I'd probably try and flip it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to give you cash. See, that's a good, that's a good instance where giving probably would have hurt a little bit. Right. So instead I sat down with her and we worked through, she's not homeless. So we, we, we worked through like, she has a job and a, and a, and a house and everything, but she's like living paycheck to paycheck. And so I sat down with her and I was like, all right, like, let's look at your income. Let's look at your expenses. And so I said, look, if you just saved this much of your income over the course of six months, you would have or no, over the course of three months, you would have another paycheck. And she was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. And so like, that was a better option. Now I couldn't have, I couldn't have, uh, have sat down with just some random person and started talking through their finances. That would be weird unless they're open to it. I don't know. The, the, the most fruitful conversations, the most fruitful times that I've spent with someone who is in deep need was when I sat with them and talked with them about what they needed and then yeah. figured out a way to help them and then kept in contact with them afterwards, you know? Right. That's the thing. That's what is makes me most excited about this situation that I'm in now is Nathan knows that he can trust us. Right. Um, he feels comfortable coming back. He's not afraid to ask us for stuff and we're not afraid to tell him that we can't help him with things. Um, because there are some things that like we just can't do or don't have time to do. Right. Yeah. And so because it's not our full time deal, like if it was our full time deal to help this materially poor that'd be a completely different story but this is kind of you were kind of hinting at this a little bit and i want to expand on it is these people are human beings yeah. right and this oh, sorry i just get so fired up about this we i say the words we were made for relationship probably a dozen times a day right mm-hmm. yeah because we're, we're, at least we're always the podcast to, Right, because we're always trying to talk to people about the gospel. We're trying to tell people, hey, this is what you're created for. This is what you can have, this relationship with God that um, will change your life, right? We were created for relationship with God and with other people, right? And then you encounter the homeless, the poor. Nathan straight up told us that he doesn't have friends. Hmm. There's nobody out like I feel like there's this weird notion of that people who are well off have of the homeless is that they're all they all band together and they all huddle around a burning trash can and no, <laughs> they're all friends like no, um, they they don't do that. It's very, very, very utilitarian, right? Like if you can help me, great. But if you can't screw you, essentially is the that is the very G rated version of what nathan told me yeah <laughs> right um and it's it's just a completely different world and so now all of a sudden 
he has a place where he can come. He was freaked out because he was talking and we were just sitting there and like looking at him. He's like, are you guys mean mugging me? We're like, no, we're just listening to you. He's like, oh, (laughs) I don't have a lot of people who do that. Oh my gosh. And it's like, yeah, do you believe that we were really made for a relationship? Because there are people out there that are starving, Mm -hmm. yes, for um, food, yes, for shelter, but they're starving for relationship. And when you look at it like that, it makes Mother Teresa's quote about um, the people who are the most poor or the people who are spiritually poor makes a lot more sense, right? Yeah. Because it's really easy to take that quote and say, oh, I'm just going to help the people at my church who only go to mass on Easter and Christmas. But if you take it and you look at the people who are lonely and it makes them angry and it makes them sad and it makes them frustrated and all these things and you like don't apply the same amount of effort to those people, if not more effort to those people than you are to the people who only go to mass at Christmas and Easter, then you're doing a disservice to the gospel. And the reason why they're the most spirit the most poor those spirit the spiritually poor are the poorest and the reason why is because something is going to have to happen to them that breaks their heart because their hearts are stony right and so they need to just be like shattered by jesus right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's the hearts that are the, e- mm, the easiest to convert the hearts that are the most open to the gospel are the hearts that have already been broken open Right. Mm-hmm. And so like why why you it would it would be a it would be a sin for you to break someone's heart for the sake of evangelizing them, right? So it's like you, yeah. you need it, it's it's a slower, like of course it's noble, you know, evangelizing the uh the frozen chosen, right? Yeah. But I think I think sometimes a lot of us choose it as our only uh vein of evangelization because it's more comfortable and it can happen in a multi purpose room. And <laughs> you can there are there are full time jobs that pay you to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that don't require fundraising and yep. uh you, yep. it's it's a noble profession and you get to eat pizza with the kids and like and you can spend half your yeah. time on social media and get paid for it yeah and, and <laughs> you can have a podcast and absolutely yeah it's, you it's, can have it's, people looking at you and paying attention to you and it's just <laughs> just different not that those things are bad not that any of the things that we just listed are bad but It's not the same. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. No, no, we, just have, we just have a narrow, too narrow of a view of what evangelization means. Mm-hmm. And, right. and those, those opportunities can only come if they present themselves to you, right? Because yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not dangerous. Like, it's not necessarily dangerous to approach a homeless person, right? But like, yeah. you probably shouldn't because like, they're, like, like Nathan said, are you mean mugging me? Like, people don't just walk up to you unless they're trying to take something from you. So it's, it's, yeah. pro- it's, probably, it's probably best to not approach someone just out of like, mm-hmm. out of just kindness, kindness yeah. and, like, and like understanding they're probably going to be terrified if you walk up to them and try to talk to them. Um, right. Unless you're called to do so, you know. Um, and that's the thing, yeah. right, is that I had been thinking about this and praying about this for a week. Like in a way that was kind of looking back, I'm just realizing that this now is like Jesus was preparing me for this situation. Yeah. Obviously I wasn't ready to respond when it happened. And I think at the very least my lack of receptiveness and responsiveness can be something that motivates me and something that motivates others to be ready if and when it happens to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because the worst thing we can do is just to like say no and pretend like it didn't happen. Like I could have gone on this podcast today and just talked about anything else. Right. Yeah. But any, the, the book that I'm reading, but like divorced from the reality of what has happened in my life, you know, and, and that's not, that's not authentic, right? No, it's not. That's not authentic. That's not preaching. Mm-mm. I mean, it may be preaching, but it's not the right kind of preaching, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had another, I had another point that I can't remember that was kind of going along with what I was saying. Do you remember what I was saying before? You're yeah. talking about how comfortable it is to be, to, to evangelize the, uh, the Christian, the Christmas and Easter Catholics. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, it was, it was something else that I've been thinking about. I mean, honestly, I, I would, I wouldn't it say was. it's the most comfortable thing. To be fair, it's not, it's still evangelization in and of itself. It's still uncomfortable. Yeah. It's still uncomfortable because like also it's grading and it's, it's, it's a lot. Cause I mean, you can, you can change Nathan's life, right? By a very simple and not very costly. Um, (laughs) this is really funny. Hold on. But not, it it costs you essentially, it costs you 40 bucks to change Nathan's life, right? Because now he has a mode of transportation and two new friends, right? That's, that's so that's so much more than he had when he knocked on your door, right? Um, it costs about uh, it costs like a couple thousand dollars to host a youth conference to change the hearts <laughs> of the frozen chosen, to right? Change like the hearts of, of how much? What like ten percent of the people that go to that conference? Yeah, exactly. It costs so much money to like create programs and DVD resources and YouTube channels and podcasts. It just costs so much money to 
to evangelize people who read books in armchairs while drinking whiskey and like <laughs> people people That's who are so catholics funny. and people who are catholics and go to mass every week even people like me and you it costs so much money to change mm-hmm. our hearts but it yeah. costs so little to change the hearts of the poor it co- it, it co- ready, it just are you ready for comfort. my are you ready for my schindler's list quote you i ready? am <clears throat> We've become so focused on the new evangelization that we forgot about the old evangelization. You sound like a trad Twitter account, but I like it. I know, but it's true. It is true. The new new evangelization is the re-evangelization of the baptized, right? Of the the faithful, the quote-unquote the faithful, right? And so we've poured all this money and time into it. Can we, and there are people doing the old evangelization, quote unquote, of yeah. addressing the needs of the materially poor. But it's that is not in the zeitgeist of the popular Catholicism right now. Ooh, like you used zeitgeist on the podcast. Nice. Zeitgeist. Sorry, I said it wrong. Dang you did, it. You did say it wrong, but I'm not going to make fun of you for it because it's a weird word. It's German. Who cares? It's, it's, a, it's a hard word. The zeitgeist of, of popular Catholicism. Um, it's because we have the i don't know and i'm sure like the stuff that we do plays into it like we don't make it any like we're not doing anything like we are on twitter like that's our claim to fame yeah it's like we're the we're the twitter guys that started a podcast like what and so it's but that's that's what's popular is these the videos the father mike schmidt's videos the the bishop baron podcasts the 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 youtube channels the vlogs the <laughs> all of the these everything. things all of us all of our stuff that we it's weird to lump ourselves into the categories of people who people like bishop baron like you said but anyway no. so all of the stuff that we do it exists only to stop existing eventually right once it's run do, its we, course, do we have that mindset do we have that mindset do though? we no no i don't think we do no i don't i don't i'm like i want to keep doing this i want to like put i want to put like time and money into this so i can like have an income and it's like i mean that might that'd be nice you know it'd be it'd be nice to it'd be nice to talk to talk to people all the time and like have people come up to me and like get to meet people because it is that is the best part about this and i talk about this all the time is that the best Uh part is meeting people Mm -hmm. um but again like that that it costs a lot you know, and it costs a lot to go to conferences and it costs a mm-hmm. lot to, you know, it doesn't really mm-hmm. cost a lot to make this podcast. Honestly, most, all of our mm-hmm. expenses are like, all it's just stuff we already own. So we're, we don't have any like, yeah. Pay. Did yeah, you know that stuff, apparently to go into fire. broadcast, people have to like go into debt and buy things like broadcast Ugh. equipment and they make payments. It's weird, right? It's terrifying, <laughs> man. I'm so glad the internet exists now. We don't have to do that yeah. anyway. So, um, yeah, and and in the old evangelization, like you said, it's 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 weird to call it that because evangelization is never old, right? It's always it's always a new, exactly it's always yes, a new thing. It's that's yeah, a false yeah, yeah. dichotomy, but, but it like, makes for a pithy quote. So it I does make it. for a pithy <laughs> the old cheeky switcheroo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's funny though because we we think of we're only coming to the realization of what Christ does all throughout Scripture. 
right? Like we, he talks about, he talks about like, oh, you people ask for a sign and like no sign will be given to this generation. And like, you're so all you want are miracles. Like, come on, like, aren't, don't you, don't you see I'm trying to do something greater than just miracles. But here's the thing. He still does the miracles. <laughs> here's the thing. Like Jesus, when someone comes up to him and says, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. He doesn't say, Hey, you're so spiritually poor. You need to just believe in me. No, he gives him what he needs. And then he says, come and follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just stupid to walk, mm-hmm. to have a homeless person walk up to you and they and say, that, Hey, I need the, money. And oh, then you give oh them like a goodness. divine mercy card, you know, like that's not, that's not it. You got to give them mm-hmm. what they need and then say, go and be warm. That's in James two. Let's go people. That was the reading a couple weeks ago. Who's keeping up. It was last week. It was last week. And then in, on the inverse, on the flip side. All right. You have somebody who is spiritually rich, right? Yep. The, 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 the rich young man who followed all of the commandments, Right. And then Jesus says, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and follow me. And he can't freaking do it. He can't do it. He can't do it. But we have, you have a man on the other side, right, who's, who's poor and blind, laying in the street, unclean, in the eyes of the people. And he throws off his cloak to go to Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only, the, probably the only thing he owns. The only thing he owns, he gets up. He's blind. He throws it down. He's like, I'm never gonna find this, uh-huh. Because he's blind. He, no one's gonna pick this up and be like, Hey, buddy, you dropped it. He's not gonna be able to go to the gates of Jerusalem or Jericho. I think it was in Jericho. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna be able to go to the gate, the gatekeeper of Jericho, and say, Hey, uh, did, did you find a, a blue coat in the lost and found? Like, he's not gonna be able to get that back. He's right. just, he's just gone. He and just knows the voice if, of Jesus. If I had a wager, this blind man probably didn't follow all the commandments. Right, he probably yeah. wasn't the holiest guy, um, and yet he had faith, mm-hmm. and the Lord blessed it. Right, you have the rich man who has some faith enough to come up to Jesus and ask him what to do, but not enough to actually believe. And, and so there, are, there, are where kings. are we? Where are we at? What are we doing? There are kings who are saints. Mm-hmm. You know, like King King Louis of France. Yep. Um, Lord Chancellor of England, Saint Thomas More. Like these guys were rolling in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not honestly, they probably made less money than I do in a year, comparatively, due to inflation. But but, <laughs> but like But still wealthy. Still wealthy, right? And they got to heaven. How? Right. Well, I don't know if this is correlative, but both of them wore hair shirts. <laughs> constantly doing penance. Uh-huh. They were both third order Franciscans. Fasting, Fun fact, probably. probably a lot of fasting, a lot, a lot of, of prayer. Um, mm-hmm. St. Thomas More woke up at 2 a.m. every morning to do prayer and study before his family woke up. The medieval yeah. uh, liturgy of the hours. The medieval liturgy of the hours. They all they did all of these penitential things. And so you can say I'm detached, but just saying I'm detached doesn't make you detached. Detached. I mean, what makes it you gives, detached? It gives off the right? impression of being detached, which is good for the brand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> can you oh, actually man. be detached? What'd you say? I was like, can you actually be detached is the, yeah. is the question. It's good for the brand. It's You're right. Oh, my gosh. Do I care about my actual holiness or just my brand? Mm-hmm. Not, I don't even mean my pub. I don't even mean like a public brand because we, we all... We all have like a, a public a public brand, right? Like we all brand mm-hmm. ourselves to some extent. It's like yep. 
um for instance like like uh like like chick-fil-a wants to be branded as this friendly wholesome fast food restaurant you know and so yeah but but is it gosh we're such capitalists you know we like the, we only we can only talk about things and as how they correlate to business but that that's just i mean businesses do it because that's what people do you know we've that's always true. done that's this true. It's, it's you're right if you want if you want to take it in like a non-financial as it's a persona and you know the word persona means mask right so persona mm. we all have a personality that we exhibit to the world like what word, how do a maskiality uh-huh and what 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 does your persona? What do you want your your persona to exude? It's like I well I want I want people to see me as detached. I want people to see me as holy. I want people mm-hmm. to see you as this. And so yeah, the only the only uh, that's the thing though is like it's weird because giving always these days mostly happens in secret. I think I think Jesus talks about like don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I think it's a lot easier now than it used to be. I mean. Because you can just donate on yeah. on uh, online, be like, "Oh yeah, I tithe. Yeah, I give to Catholic charities, or I, whatever, whatever the thing might be that you support." People don't see your and, bank statements, you know. But but and and it's not about people seeing it; it's about it being real to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's we've gotten so worried about what people think of us and about not appearing too holy that we've completely erased any notion of of doing any type of work publicly. And so, but it's, it's not about whether or not people see it or whether or not you talk about it, but it's about where's your interior disposition, right? I like to think that I am not coming on this podcast to brag about me helping Nathan, right? Yeah. I am. I, that is really not where I'm coming from. I'm coming from it as a, this is what happened, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to share this with people because when you you do things that are good, you want to share them and It can't get to the point where it's bragging, but it can't also be a completely hidden affair. You know what I think? think Because then the the world doesn't get changed. Then nothing, then everything stays the same. And we just resort to this this intangible, non-physical, general altruism that just makes people feel good because you can click the PayPal button and sit back in your chair and hit next on, on Netflix. And then it's over. Yeah, like to be fair, to be fair, it, it it the whole the whole online giving thing, it's great because of, it's, it's convenient, great. but also it's it doesn't. Great. You can do it. I would support anybody who I wanted would to support online to giving us on Patreon.com forward slash. <laughs> um, it's great, but like it does suck because you don't you don't feel that sting. I've started paying for things in cash now. It's great, but it sucks. Yeah, um, I've started consolidating all my small bills into larger bills so that I don't like want to break them as easily because it, it hurts mm-hmm. when you're like give it away and you're like ah oh, man. Um, Anyway, sorry, but anyway, like not not a rant. That's not an anti-paying for things online rant. That is yeah, a but anti-letting all of your 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 uh, support of the poor and those in need be online. Like that's that's what that was a rant. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I. That's a good point. I see what you're saying. Is that did like you misunderstand me? I did. I did. All of your tithing, all of mm-hmm. your tithing is online it's like and it's not personal it's, it's you're so yes, right you're so right uh-huh. it's mediated that's what I mean. by I'm a sorry computer okay i was mm-hmm. i was like i was because like, you know what i think ethan i think you're mad that you didn't do this the first opportunity that you got but okay i'm humility. super mad i know you're, you're probably super mad at yourself you're also probably super mad at yourself you've never done this before i think you exactly. might be mad at yourself that you're worried and worried you might not do it again although i don't mm-hmm. know that's not really it's sometimes that's how conversion works and i think you're mad at everyone because none of us <laughs> do it ever and no Nobody told you to do it. And like, yes, 
Because there you go. Because that's that's, that's how I feel right now. Uh huh. That's how I feel. I'm looking back on all the times that I made mistakes when 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 helping the poor, and like they only. It's so weird, guys. You would not expect there to be mistakes when it comes to helping the homeless, or like the simple little social faux pas, because they're a human. When you when you pull up at the at the stoplight and you hand someone a dollar bill because you're feeling altruistic that day, and you mm-hmm. drive away and you're in <laughs> oh Patrick, you dummy, in your fourteen thousand dollar car and you just handed them a dollar bill because you're super holy, and you you don't talk to them, you don't realize that there's a human being on the other side of that window you just rolled down, and and you you have to deal with like certain social things, right? So for instance, there was there was one per, I was I was in high school, was way back in the day. And like I, I was tr- really resisting giving this guy cash, uh-huh. um, and I was kind of saying to him like, "Hey, um, I'll just go like buy you what you need," and he was insulted, and rightly so because I was telling him that I didn't trust him to use money correctly, you know. Mm-hmm. And this guy obviously needed help. Like, dude, he needed shoes. That's what he needed because he was like. Uh. And and you think he's going to take your money and buy something other than shoes? Yeah, stupid like, Patrick, right? Like, I mean, no, I mean, like, I'm not. I I totally. I probably would have done the same thing. Like, yeah. I, to I be understand. fair, I was also I was also like 16, so it was like, you know, well, I didn't, didn't really have very many. We were all 16 once. We were all 16 once, and it was. It, it, I I was I was I don't know if I'm dumber now than I was then, but anyway, yeah. So you don't you don't really realize these uh these little tips and tricks. Um, mm-hmm. for instance, like uh, soda is actually cheaper than water in Mm -hmm. stores and so if you're ever with someone who if you're ever like helping someone buy groceries i I went on a grocery shopping trip with a homeless woman once and she was buying a bunch of soda for her kids and i was like hey i know the water's more expensive but like don't feel like you have to get the cheapest thing and then she just was like oh thank goodness and she put all the soda back and i'm like yeah because your kids are gonna get diabetes drinking these sodas and they need water like they need actual sustenance right so like you wouldn't you wouldn't even think that that's something going through a homeless person's head when mm-hmm. you're giving them money like how what is the how can i get the cheapest thing like i don't oh, care what it is he needs some milk he needs some milk mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I, I i guess i guess just yeah. i mean just do it. Uh, don't be don't be uh, unsafe, but just go do it. You know, and just and you'll figure out um, how easy your heart is. Also, get get a hold of your own finances. Yeah, because like, I didn't realize how much I could tithe until I sat down and budgeted and it out. Yep. Yeah, because like, I probably could have tithed all summer. And you didn't. I didn't. And because I didn't know how much money was coming in, right? And, like, when you take your paycheck and you take... <laughs> when when you don't have a regular paycheck, like me last year, and you take 10% of your income for the year, you're like, okay, that's not too bad. That's, like, a trip to McDonald's. And then when you have an actual <laughs> income and you're like, wow, that's 10%, yikes, that's a lot. And then you kind of uh-huh. just like, I guess I'll just do it at the end of the month. And then, and then you then never you do. Yeah. But I finally, like, I finally sat down, did the math, saw what I have, and I'm like, you know what? I can do that when when I when I see everything on a list and I know that I'm putting X amount of dollars towards this thing that I like to do X amount of dollars towards this thing that I like to do. And then like here's here's to like car payments and here's to school like cool. I know that I can tie this much money and I'll be fine for the rest of the month. And then all of a sudden I'm you're super disciplined because you're keeping track of your money. So I would say that step one to being a good a good giver 
is to be a good steward of what you already have because you're given a lot. Even if you're only if even if your only income is a forty dollar a week debit card transfer from your mom. Hi mom. Mm-hmm. That used to be my income. Um, if it was actually let's, bi-weekly let's, hold on i want to talk about this on the air della nevy used it. to give her oldest son only 80 dollars a month can you believe her <laughs> uh i can <laughs> that's, that's very fair actually let's 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 mad let's imagine it this way right let's say that you have been given let's say you have some type of disease or maybe some type of injury right mm-hmm. and you have to take this pill gotcha every day for 30 days right mm-hmm. and if you don't if you don't do it then uh you die you are going to know let's say let's also say that god gave you the pills um you're fine yeah you, you, get, you get the pills you're good you're gonna know how many pills you have on every day you're gonna know how many you've taken you're gonna know when you take them you're gonna know where you keep them and you're going to follow up on it, right? And you're going to keep track of it. And it's going to be something that's at the at the front of your mind, right? Because it's been a yeah. It's it's a gift to you in more than one way. It's a gift to you um, physically. It's a gift to your life. It's a gift to you spiritually, right? So all this. So if we think about it in that way, in terms of you know, if something was super valuable to me, and and somebody gave it to me, I would consider it as as a gift from God, and I would keep super good track of it, right? Um, buddy got some bad news for you. Everything that you have is like that. And you should keep super good track of all of your things. Um, <laughs> I feel I did not I, see that coming. That was, a, uh-huh, that was a huge uh-huh. twist <laughs> yep. because everything's a gift from God and you don't deserve any of it. So, uh, keep track. The only thing and you so, deserve is hell. Sorry. Exactly. So, but I, I can't cl- claim that I'm super like, if my parents listen to this, they'll know that this is like bunk coming out of my mouth because I am like. I lost a Nintendo DS charger when I was in fourth grade to this day. <laughs> I have no idea where it went. I searched the entire house. I, it, we never found, we moved and I never found it. Like you I do not know what on like the bus or something. It might've fallen in the trash can. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I might've dropped it. it. I don't have did it bad. So it's like, that was a huge thing. Um, yeah, once you and, lose a DS charger, it's not coming back. You can't just pick those up at a gas station. Exactly. Shut up. Um, no, it's true. <laughs> no, you so actually like, can't. They're they're so hard can't. to find. Yeah, got to go to GameStop. So I'm. So I, I know that like this has been a problem in my own life of like keeping track of my things, keeping track of other people's things when they're given to me. Um, shout out to the sunglasses incident of 2016, um, Wait, where I lost I lost a pair of my dad's sunglasses. Um, they were really nice sunglasses. Wait, when and was I, this? Was this during the it, podcast? It, no, it was over vacation. I don't remember when it was, but it was like a big, it was a big deal because it was like, my dad said, Hey, you can have these like for this rafting trip that we're going on. Cause I forgot to bring some. Um, and then I, I lost them. I don't know where oh, they went, no. not on the trip, but like in the hotel, like, I think I forgot them. I don't really know, but it's like, Oh, sorry. I just dropped my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's but happened I, in every episode. And uh, so all this to say, right, is that I don't have the, a perfect track record with this. And I acknowledge that. that. Um, and it's something I need to get better at. And so it's, and it might be a contributing factor as to why I wasn't prepared for this sort of thing, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know why I told the stories, but it's it's really easy when you have things and you are easily able to get more things 
to be very laissez-faire with your i don't even know if that's the right word to be very to be very open market i think you're thinking of the word blase blase fair with your stuff (laughs) and so and this is something that my parents impressed upon me but i was like oh whatever and i said like oh i'm detached from things so i'm really not worried about it but my detachment from things was really like oh i have enough money to buy new things (laughs) that's exactly what it is i'm detached from things because i know i can get a new one which is not detachment from things. Oh my gosh, that's my detachment. There you go. That was a long way to get to my wow. point. I hope I hope that sinks in for you. Wow, that's uh that's big, big if true. I think I mean how many of us are in that situation? I'm detached from this because <laughs> you have enough money to get another one. I have one. enough money to get another one. Whew. It's like I mean, when you see I don't think like, I'm like that we can see this. this. Right. And we can see this on the big scale. Like you hear about the 16 year old girl that crashes the BMW that her parents got her. And she's like, oh, it's whatever. Like if I crashed a BMW, if I crashed any car that my parents gave me, I have enough wherewithal to like freak out because uh, thankfully I've never been in a car crash. Um, rest wow. In peace. Wow. Rest in peace, Patrick. <laughs> rest in peace. Good vibes. Um, your Pontiac. Uh, but yeah, we can see this on like a bigger scale, how it doesn't make sense to us. But then when it gets to a smaller scale, something like sunglasses or or whatever, then it's like, what? And I didn't ever really understand what my parents would, would be so upset about. But like, I get it now. They just have good morals and ideas. It's so. just you, it's, 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 I'm, they're more upset about the fact that you weren't responsible with a gift you had been given. Exactly. That makes total sense to me. And yeah, and it's like, I don't understand why it took me 22 years to figure that one out. But here we are. sorry mom sorry dad to be fair 22 years minus like the time you were not in the age of reason yeah i was still a jerk then (laughs) change your own diaper kid why can't you be detached from having a never mind um i'm gonna i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop that bit that's okay great uh Unless you have anything else to add on this subject, I'm I am I'm tuckered out. I've, I've out. talked about all the I've talked about all the things that I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, I, it's funny because this morning I was thinking about rereading a book that I read a while back, the book that I mentioned to you before the show, and because uh, it's the book that made me want to join a door in the first place. It's a book that made me want to do mission work when I leave mm-hmm. uh, college, and. I got to reread it because it it was it was all about how lay people can be poor and how to how to balance it, like how to balance the whole living in the world thing, because like when having a family. Yeah, because I I was talking to um, talking to a friend about this a while back and there's something very incarnational about being a lay person. Okay, Mm -hmm. so here's here's my theory. Right. I'm ready. So we by our baptism, we have this supernatural call. And it's just supernaturally natural for us to move towards religious life and the pre, which is why, which is why people, when they have their conversion, right, they, they, they tend to discern the priesthood or discern religious life. That makes sense. Right. But the act of stepping out of that and becoming a lay person, not becoming, but like continuing to be a lay person, you, you bind yourself to the world. Right. Like by by entering into a marriage and having children, you now have a vested interest in the economy, 
and in the housing market. Things that you politics. do not have politics, things that you you have to worry about to an extent because if you're if you're a clergyman, but there's also like, OK. You you don't you don't know you don't have to worry about to the extent that like your offspring, people who depend on you are going to starve, right? Like you don't you don't actually yeah, have yeah. to worry about it that much. So. But it's the same thing that it's the same thing that Christ does, right? He steps he steps out of uh he steps out of heaven and concerns himself with things of the world, even though he doesn't have to. And, so and even there, when he's in the world, he steps in and out of those things. Out of those right? things, yeah. Like he doesn't he, he yeah. doesn't have to heal blindness. He could just mm-hmm. uh, he, forgive the person's sins and then kill them. You know, <laughs> which would be mercy. Which would be mercy. No, it would. Um, <laughs> why didn't Jesus just take everyone to heaven right away? Things we will never know. So. Uh, so yeah, like, like there, there, there's a good, there's a, there's a good and Christ-like thing about being a layperson, right? But you still have this obligation to poverty because Christ speaks to a bunch of lay people and says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." So I wanted to know how to balance it because I, I've, I've kind of come to the part point in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a layperson. Like unless, unless something drastic happens. I'm probably not going to be a member of the clergy or religious. So I have to, un- I have to figure out how to live this Christian life, this, this life of simplicity and, and obedience to like, you know, the church and, and like how to live chat chastity still like in the, in the world of, of lay people. And so I think, I think that we, as like most people who listen to this podcast are lay people, we have to uh, read a little bit more. <laughs> because there are so many good things out now about like the mission of the lay people post post Vatican two with like JP two and the encyclical Christi Fidelis Leci, which if you've not read, I will put it in the episode notes below. Thanks. Cause I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a long boy. Great. Yeah. So we, we, cause we, we have to figure out how to do this because nowhere in the history of the world have we been as wealthy as we are now. And yep. if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in that group of wealthier than anyone has ever been forever mm-hmm. just by yeah i mean just by nature of having like a cell phone um so we have to figure out how to live poverty in the midst of this wealth it's a it's a, a challenge it is you're you're boxing with one hand tied behind your back because and it's your dominant hand too being like because <laughs> yeah to make matters worse but it's just it's just so hard right like i mean I, I I told you when I like when I when I bought my new not it wasn't a new car but when I bought my car I, I felt guilty about it because I was like I don't it's so nice and like I feel like I shouldn't have this nice of a car you know yeah. or like like I have a TV right over there and I'm like I don't know if I should have that it's just or even or even like fundraising a salary that like a normal fundraising a salary for mission work that a normal person would have you know i how, do i deserve to have that much money should i be living on beans and rice like, etc so how do you live in the 21st century and be a mission a missionary even if you're not a missionary how do you live in the 21st century 21st century and be a missionary disciple right how do we do that i think we need i think we all need to pray about that more and if you figure it let out me let me know yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we will uh, be more than happy to listen to your sage wisdom because i don't know what i'm doing me I, as you can tell i am it is a day by day what the heck is going on sort of thing everyone's asking me like all the time like hey how's being a missionary and i'm like I, i'll tell you when i figure it out <laughs> i don't know how i don't know what's happening and i'm scared i don't know what's going on i'm floundering i feel like a fish 
being tossed around a meat market. Just from <laughs> just, just being thrown through the air. Just just a little flappy, flippy flappy just boy. A little flippy flappy fish. Fish boy. Boy fish. This has been the crunch. Um really enjoy you turning tu- turning in with us. Tuning, Tuning in with in. us. Really enjoy you taking the knob on your phone, the analog knob, and <laughs> tuning in to our podcast with a with a channel tuner. Thanks for turning in on us. Thanks for clicking in. That's really what it should be. Not even clicking. Thanks for tapping. Thanks for using your touch ID to log into your phone to click in to this podcast. Thank you for saying, "Hey Siri, play the crunch." Is that can does that actually work if you do that? I don't know. One of these it. days, I'll try it. Also, I somebody, hope I didn't accidentally. Somebody, I hope I, know, I didn't yeah. accidentally activate somebody's "Hey Siri." <laughs> this is me. Like, Xbox log off. Someone just got <laughs> their Fortnite game just got ruined. Ooh, sorry, Jeff. Um, I don't know anybody named Jeff that listens. If you're named Jeff and you listen, let me know. I shout got out, a, shout yeah, out, Jeff. Got a deal for you. Um, yeah. Twitter.com/slash the Crunchcast at Cat. At Bro Possible. Um Patreon.com slash the crunch. Or if you if you want to donate to us because of this episode and you're thinking about donating, donate to your local Catholic charities instead. Yeah. Um <laughs> if you listen to this episode and you're like, man, those guys are really good, but the poor are better. If you want to pull your money from our Patreon and support the Catholic charities instead, do that too. Um sorry, Patrick. I'm just kind of running that one by you without No, it's, it's fair. It's fair. Go okay. Um all um, proceeds from this episode will go to I don't the poor. I, I, we don't even get proceeds. Like it's yeah, not, no, it's not like no. we get paid per episode. Um uh, yeah. Support all of our friends. That Catholic couple, Catching Foxes, Clerical Podcast, Roman Circus, um, The Electric Waffle, Fountains with Carrots. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A legitimate plug. Legitimate plug. Adore Missionary. Adore Adore Missions is um they're not they're not not they're not not doing too hot right now but like they need help because we have like we have so many people who want adore missionaries at their church um patrick that was so weird you just disconnected i did i don't know what happened i don't know what just went on i just realized i have two pairs of shorts on (laughs) Like literally, just one pair of athletic shorts on top of another pair. Oh man, I was right in the middle of like a of like a a plug for a door. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Oh, so we have so many parishes who want to have a door missionaries at their parish, but we just don't have the money to send people there because it costs money to like help these parishes out anyway. So a door, just um, oh my gosh, what is adorministries dot com? That's what it is. Go to adorministries dot com and just support a door. You don't have to support a specific missionary. Just Give Adore some money because, like, man, they're doing some great stuff. And I love that organization. They're helping areas in and around Houston get through. I mean, they're still they're still rebuilding from Harvey. Oh, my gosh. They're still trying to get over that. Um, there's been a bunch of hard times in Adore as well. Like, people just... Every time, every time I get an email, it seems like there's another tragedy. And, like, that community is so strong. And, like, they need your help to keep doing the amazing work they do. So please uh, consider if you're going to, if you, if you can't go and find a homeless person right now and help them, um, just donate to Adore Ministries. 
also um yeah it feels weird to do a plug for seek after all of that but uh seek 2019 it's a great conference i don't know if i'm gonna be there you what that's like our thing it's been our That's thing. where we met. For it's the been first our thing. Time. It's been our thing once. We did it once. It's been our thing once, but you just can't bail on it like that for me. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like, I... <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> please come to Seek. Okay, fine. I'll try my best to come to Seek. If you want Patrick and me to be at Seek uh, and you want to meet us, uh, donate to the Patreon so that Patrick can come to Seek. Do you that's do you, really that's really what that money is is to get Patrick to seek every that's what, that's two what, years that's what it always was um did you did do you get to go for free because you're a focus missionary yeah it's my job to go okay cool that makes sense it's like a business expense I get it it is yeah exactly sweet I'm, I'm technically I'm like working the conference every missionary has like a job yeah um so it's I get to spend most of my time hanging out with students and meeting people but a portion of it is like you actually work it so yeah um it's not like I'm going for it's not like they just pay my way, you know. I sent I sent Focus an email to see if we could get like a discount code for the crunch, so we could get like oh, get our listeners cool. to go. But they haven't gotten back to me. So hey, uh, anyone who works for Focus or used to cough cough Kevin, um, if you guys could like help us out by Kevin getting, who Kevin Cotter. Oh, that Kevin! I was like, I was doing my Rolodex through all of the different Kevins, and I was like, <laughs> my mental Rolodex. <laughs> I think they still listen. I hope they do. Yeah, shout out shout out the cutters anyway this is a super long send-off but yeah great episode thanks for being here with us thanks for talking about this this is great yeah i think so i love a good hour-long episode anyway i'm gonna go to my first frat party ever oh have fun i'm gonna go i think we're gonna set up the beanbag again so that we can jump onto it (laughs) (laughs) oh man how our lives Um, have switched it yes that's the truth um we might go two step in tonight. Who knows? I don't have any boots, so I'm I'm gonna wear my Nikes. Oklahoma has changed you. I know. Uh, we might also set up a fort tonight. I don't. I've got like all of, when you have girls on your team and they like want to do stuff. It's sometimes easier just to be like, let's do that. Than <laughs> try to say, try to hey, like, maybe maybe people don't want to build forts. Just like buy in. You know, you just gotta buy in. I'm thinking about building a double decker couch. Anyway. Um, <laughs> like from like from the Lego movie. <laughs> like from the Lego movie. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.